Welcome to the Clear Admit MBA Admissions Podcast. I'm your host, Graham Richmond, and today I get to do something that I truly enjoy, and that is to sit down with a couple of current MBA students and hear about their personal journey and experience in business school. Some of our regular listeners may be familiar with a content series we run at clearadmit.com called Real Humans of MBA Programs, where we get current students to answer questions about their MBA journey. And well, you can sort of think of this episode as a podcast version of Real Humans focused on a very special program offered at the University of Pennsylvania, the Lauder Institute's Joint International Studies degree with Wharton. The school describes this joint degree as a, quote, pioneering program for aspiring global business leaders. Lauder students earn two degrees in two years, a Wharton School MBA plus an International Studies MA from the University of Pennsylvania. So this is a really special degree program, and without further ado, I want to introduce our guests. Um, I have two students who are currently at Wharton um, doing the Lauder program as well. And first up, we have um, Wendy Yu. Um, Wendy is a graduate of the University of Toronto, where she studied management and econ and psych, um, graduating the top 5% of her class. Um, she then spent three years with Carney, um, doing consulting and rapidly progressing to the associate role before leaving to join. Wharton Lauder. Um, her MBA internship, which she did last summer, was with Amazon um, in operations. And Wendy's fluent in English, Mandarin, Shanghaiese, um, if I'm pronouncing that right. And she also knows some beginner French. Um, she's a certified hot yoga instructor, a skier, and a dog lover. Um, and she's also pretty good at video games, it sounds like. So welcome, Wendy. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Great to be here. It's my pleasure. Um, so we're going to get into a lot of questions, but first let me introduce our second guest who's also joined us. Um, her name is Juliana Escobar, and she's a graduate of the University of Texas at Austin, where she studied international relations and affairs and graduated with a near-perfect GPA. <laughs> um, she then spent a couple of years at Deloitte as an analyst and then a consultant before moving on to work for the Clinton Foundation, um, and then uh, also then went on to work at LinkedIn um, for a couple of years before heading off to Wharton Lauder. Um, your internship, Juliana, was with Google last summer, um, and you are fluent in English, Spanish, French, and also, it sounds like, speak some Portuguese and Italian. Um, I also learned from your resume that you're passionate about indie music festivals, um, salsa dancing, and vinyasa yoga. So welcome, Juliana. Thanks so much, Graham. Uh, it's great to, to be here. So um, again, really appreciate both of you making time. What I wanted to do is just ask you a whole bunch of questions about you know, how you ended up at, at Wharton and Lauder specifically, and also um, yeah, just to hear more about like what this program's like and all the ins and outs of it. So I think what we'll do is we'll start um, with Wendy. And I just, you know, I know that I shared some of the basic facts and sort of timeline in terms of your studies and work, but I'd love to hear a bit more about your background and that path that kind of led you to Wharton Lauder. So Wendy, why don't you give us an answer on that one and then we'll hear from you afterwards, Juliana. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm originally from Toronto in Canada and I did most of my schooling there, but actually I spent three years of my high school um, in Shanghai, China, where I went to international school. So a completely uh, different uh, country, culture, um, even though I'm Chinese by ethnicity, uh, my Mandarin at the time was uh, not good at all. <laughs> so it was also a very big opportunity for me to just um, pick up my native language. Yeah. And uh, having graduated, uh, 
uh, from University of Toronto where I studied business. Um, I knew for my MBA that I wanted to do a dual degree. I definitely wanted to complement um, the business aspect, and that's when I learned about Lauder. I think I did some research on um, dual degrees, but Lauder seemed like the one program where it was truly integrated into um, the core MBA curriculum. So kind of like you mentioned, it's two degrees um, in two years, and a lot of my colleagues at Kearney also uh, joined Lauder. We had a lot of alumni um, in Lauder as well. So I think speaking to different uh, individuals, I learned that this would be the right path for me in that one, it not only complements my MBA degree with uh, an international studies focus, um, but two, also it is just uh, another community within Wharton. So kind of 80 students within 950 students um, population. And I thought that that would just be something that would really allow me to thrive in. So one of the things um, I wanted to ask you, Wendy, before we um, get Juliana to tell us about her background is I know with the Lauder program, you have to pick a language, right? Mm -hmm. That's maybe a focus area. So I just wondered if you, I didn't mention what your language was that you had chosen. So do you want to just shed some light on that? Yes. So I'm in the Africa general track, and that means that I tested out of a language. So it can be any language. And for me, I tested out of Mandarin. And so I, instead of taking language uh, like Huli uh, would in her track, I instead um, take humanities or history courses that's related to the Africa region of study. Okay. Um, and specifically why I picked uh, the Africa general track was because I thought this would be a really good opportunity in the two two years to one, um, learn something new about uh, a country or a continent that I haven't previously been to. And secondly, I'm also interested in international expansion in the future. So specifically looking at expanding into developing markets. And I thought that um, Africa would really complement my experience in North America and Asia. Got it. Okay. So um, Juliana, you've been patient. I want to hear a little bit about your, you know, again, just your background and what led you to Wharton Lauder. And obviously if you could like Wendy just shut some light on the language track that you've chosen or the, the track you've chosen within the program? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm from Colombia. I was born and, and raised in, in Bogota, the capital city, and moved to the United States after high school to start university. And I majored in international relations, as you mentioned at the beginning, and started out my professional career with Deloitte Consulting, Mm -hmm. where I was there for about almost three years. And uh, I got the opportunity to work with companies across diverse industries, but I really felt like something was missing and I wanted to get back to the roots of more of what I had majored in in undergrad. And so that's when I transitioned over to the Clinton Foundation, where I was doing impact investing. So what that means is instead of traditional philanthropy, where a project might be wholly reliant on donor funding, we were setting up social businesses that were working directly with smallholder farmers. So the idea was to enable them to be able to have uh, fair wages and sell to a secure uh, market. I did that for um, also about a couple of years and then a recruiter from LinkedIn reached out to me actually through LinkedIn and uh, offered me a job that would allow me to mix uh, technology with social impact. So I was working 
with uh, nonprofit organizations in, in my role in sales at LinkedIn. But I always knew, even when I was an undergrad, that at some point I would want to go back to school. And I thought, well, I majored in um, liberal arts. Uh, I have a liberal arts degree, so I think a business degree, an MBA, it's, a, it's such a versatile degree that I, I think it, it makes the most sense. And when I started to do my research, I ran across the Wharton Lauder program, and I thought, this is great for me because it allows me to both combine my passion for um, international studies, to be among people that are curious about the world around them, speak multiple languages such as myself, and the fact that it's so well integrated with the MBA, you, you, you still graduate within the same two years. I thought that that was ideal for me. And here at Lauder, I am specializing in, in Portuguese, in what we call the Latin America track. So basically, I take a class where I study the history, politics, uh, economics of Brazil, and couple that with instruction in Portuguese language. And the reason I did that was, you know, just in case one day I decide to go back to Colombia, to Latin America, I'd be able to do business not only with the Spanish-speaking countries, but also by adding Portuguese, I can also work and transact with Brazil. Makes sense. So I want to stay with you, um, Juliana, and just ask if you were in an elevator with me and had to describe, you know, the Lauder program to an MBA applicant. So someone already knows, like, they want to get an MBA, um, but they've never heard of Lauder. And like, how would you do it if you had to just in a nutshell, kind of give me the quick description. Absolutely. I'd say it's the ideal complement to a business education. The Lauder program is great for anyone who is curious about international issues and engaging with business professionals from around the world. And it gives you the opportunity to take courses in the social sciences and humanities. And um, at the same time, it employs a field-based approach to learning by offering students the opportunity to travel to a different country and learning about diverse topics firsthand. So for example, this past semester, students got the opportunity to go to Alaska and Iceland and study uh, different subjects. Um, even you know, with the challenges of COVID, um, I think it's pretty remarkable that uh, the program was able to still offer students some travel opportunities to complement their education. Yeah, that makes sense. And Wendy, is there anything that you would add, like if you were forced to kind of give me a really quick description of the program? Yeah, I think um, in addition to what Huli talked about from like the academic perspective, I wanted to point out from the community perspective is that I really think this is a program for someone who, if you felt like your whole life, um, like myself and many other students, where you never really fit in in one specific environment or country, you kind of felt like you've been straddled between multiple cultures, multiple languages, um, then Lauder is home for you. That's a great point. Yeah, I, I guess um, it's sort of a great great place for global citizens or whatever we could call those individuals. Um, Wendy, I want to stick with you and ask you what you're hoping to do after business school, both like immediately, you know, when you graduate, cause I guess graduation is now, um, you know, you're going to graduate in the spring. So, um, what are you hoping to do right after business school and even in the longer term, what your plans are? 
Um, immediately after business school, I'm actually going to be going back into consulting. I think there are still a lot of um, aspects of consulting that I can learn from. And specifically, I'm hoping to do some international projects um, abroad. Mm-hmm. And then when I think more about the long term, I would love to do um, international expansion for uh, a consumer goods um, company. I don't know exactly where um, that would be, but um, that is something that I'm passionate about. Okay, makes sense. And uh, Juliana, how about you? What are you hoping to do when you graduate? If you already know, um, feel free to share and then what you're going to do in the longer term. Yeah, absolutely. So this past summer, I interned at at Google and I will be going back to Google uh, upon graduation. I'm excited to continue growing my career in the technology sector. And as I think about my plans long term, I also hope to be able to work abroad at some point. Um, not sure about the location yet. You know, maybe Europe, maybe go back to Latin America, just so that I can use you know the other languages that I know, and as well as take advantage of the international education that I am now getting to to be able to learn about the way that business is, is transacted across different countries in the world. Okay. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's actually a perfect segue into the next thing I was kind of curious about, which is, um, and we'll just stay with you, um, Juliana. I want to know, like, how has Lauder helped along this path to your goals? I mean, even in terms of getting this job with Google, but, you know, in the longer term too, it sounds like, you know, you have this interest in using language, but when you think about Lauder and what it's given you um, above and beyond just the MBA, what would you say? Yeah, I think the main thing, and we've alluded to this a little bit, is community. Mm-hmm. I the, people tell you this; they 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 joke about the, the lauder love phrase, which essentially means be, before you join, it's just uh, it's such a tight knit community where everyone is willing to help each other out, and then once you join, you really understand what what it means, and and you pay hope to pay it forward, but also making sure that you're engaging with other people that are interested in the program. But when I was going through my search of internships, um, I talked to our career advisor, Kim, who is phenomenal, and she instantly connected me with a host of alumni that work at Google, not only in the US, but even some that had done um, some work abroad. And I reached out to them and I got a 100% response rate, which again, just speaks volumes of about Um, how strong the community truly is. And then secondly, I will say, I think having this in my resume when employers are looking at resumes from students that go to Wharton, if they see this additional degree that you've taken, kind of like the the time um, and effort to go through uh, another degree um, in, in, the, in the same two years, so that, that means you're, you're doing more work than your traditional Wharton student, I think that's also a good differentiator uh, when it comes to, to recruiting. Yeah, those are good points. I was thinking back to my time at Wharton, and I know that I, I, even I had a sense of that sort of Lauder community. Um, I had a couple of people on my learning team who were in the Lauder program, um, and you know, I was just doing the MBA. But I always got the sense that they were part of this like special, you know, kind of really close knit club, yeah. and and that you know it was just really interesting because they traveled together and done all these other things, and they were doing you know whatever language courses and and um, geopolitics courses and things together. So. Um, and then I, I guess to your second point, I think you're, you know, it's a, it's a really interesting thing to underline this idea that on your resume, um, you've got more than just the MBA, you know, you've got this, um, other 
degree program that I think suggests a sort of broader set of skills and, you know, sort of whether it's language or even just, um, you know, international, uh, an interest in kind of international business and, and multiple cultures and things. So I, I feel like that's a really um, great thing to highlight. Mm-hmm. Wendy, what about you? How has Lauder kind of helped you along the path to your career goals and things? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think echoing what Juliana said um, about the Lauder uh, career network and as well as the alumni network has been both super helpful. I think to start, um, Kim, Con- Kim Conroy, our career advisor, has been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, even before the Wharton program started, she already set up a ton of calls with alumni from different um, from different industries to come in and speak to a lot of students. So because of COVID, this was all done virtually, but even for something... Um, like tech or a specific company, uh, for example, like Amazon or for Google, um, instead of going into kind of a info session or a coffee chat with maybe, you know, uh, 70 students, you kind of have a really tight-knit um, lauder community of maybe like 15 um, students where you can actually ask questions and hear their candid experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is all throughout the year. She will constantly connect you with alumni um, and provide resources there. And I think secondly, speaking on the alumni um, piece is that when I was preparing uh, for my Amazon interview, and even just learning about the role at Amazon, um, I spoke to a lauder grad that did the Pathways program, and he was um, so helpful in providing, you know, what it is like in day to day activities, and also just being very candid on what like the challenges are. Um, what are the good parts about the role? And I think the second piece is that. Uh, in my first year, I actually wanted to see, well, what else is out there? So I would do uh, go through the Lauder database and look at where everybody else is working alumni. So for example, I found someone doing luxury goods um, in Asia. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, I don't know much about this industry, but let me just uh, talk to someone and hear their experience. Um, and for all the people that I reached out to on LinkedIn or through their personal email, everybody was so friendly and responded really quickly and were willing to connect. So I think that type of what um, Huli mentioned about like lauder love, I think it's still um, is very real and exists even for alumni that have graduated, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Yeah. I think that's, um, that's a great, you know, point to make and that, you know, the Wharton network's fantastic. Like I'm a part of it and I find it to be, you know, really responsive, et cetera. But I, I definitely, I definitely have always sensed from everyone that's done lotto that there is that sort of special, um, tier kind of of the community that it just, there's this extra bond that you all have. Um, so that makes sense. Um, Wendy, if you're willing, I'd love to hear a little bit about a typical day for you, um, in the program, because I think it's important for those tuning in to understand that like, you know, you're having like a regular MBA day, which I think you should walk us through, but then there's some added components because of Lauder. And I I just think it'd be really useful for people to understand that. And if you want to stick to like, maybe what it's like during the first year or the the more kind of routinized aspects of it, that's fine. Cause I recognize in year number two, maybe things are a bit more, um, you know, just open-ended. But yeah, just love to hear your take on like, what was a typical day like for you when you kind of were, you know, getting going with the program, you know, juggling both MBA and Lauder? Yeah, I think um, to start, the reason why the Lauder program can also be uh, completed in two years is because all Lauder students take additional courses. So we will end up um, just taking more credits than the traditional um, uh, Wharton MBA student. Right. Um, so I think uh, 
what that means is that my course schedule will be uh, a lot more packed. So classes <laughs> start at 8.30. Um, so I get to campus by like 8, 8.25. Um, I start with my first Wharton class and then I have um, my Lauder class following that. And then I will have another Wharton class. And then in the afternoon, um, I have another Wharton class, but it is actually uh, internationally focused. So it will count as a Lauder degree as well. So I think this is the beauty between Wharton and Lauder is that there are certain Wharton classes that will double count as Lauder credits as well. So mm -hmm. I will have another class there um, and then I will finish my day with uh, another Wharton class. So I think um, my day will typically be uh, I will have one or two extra credits um, per semester uh, compared to a traditional um, Wharton MBA student. But I think uh, from a community aspect is that in these classes, whether it's lauder focused or international studies uh, related, these are they, these tend to be uh, much smaller classes where you can have more intimate discussions um, with your peers. Okay, that makes sense. And Juliana, are you willing to do the same? I'm just curious to know, because I know you have the language piece, which maybe makes your schedule a little bit different um, than Wendy's, but yeah, just be good to know what is a typical day like for you in the program? Yeah, absolutely. I think Wendy did a great job describing that aspect of Wharton Lauder students are taking on a heavier academic course load. So as she mentioned, we would typically take one to two additional credits in your first year. It is two credits. So one of my credits was is my language one, some Portuguese, and then the other one is more a, a general seminar style type course where uh, the nice thing about that one is that all 80 of us, so currently in my class there's about 80 students, we, we would all be together for for that course. Mm -hmm. And then I guess something that I would add that uh, a, Wharton, a traditional Wharton student doesn't have access to is we have even our own building, there is a lounge area, which you know, unfortunately last year we couldn't take advantage of for, for COVID reasons, but this year it's been great to just... Um, use it um, as a way to catch up with classmates, meet people from the class of 23, work on projects, and um, also um, this idea of um, we have um, sometimes speakers, um, whether it's through Zoom that Lauder organizes so that um, you know further complements our education. And then I think one aspect we haven't talked about is um, as Lauder students, we also do a master's thesis. And we one of them is in a group, so groups of four. And actually this past fall or this past October, rather I got the opportunity to travel with my group of four to the Ivory Coast. And um, this is also sponsored by Lauder. So I also think it's like another great opportunity to take advantage of those field-based um, learning opportunities. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. And now you've reminded me of the special lounge and, and facilities privileges that the Lauder um, students have. And, and yeah, obviously the travel, um, which, you know, seems to be coming back online quite nicely now that we're hopefully in, in the more latter stages of the, the pandemic. But um, yeah, heading off to the Ivory Coast, um, you know, on your October break is obviously a really great thing to do. Um, and, and, you know, getting that kind of field experience. Um, so, I guess, you know, maybe you guys have touched on this a little bit, but I'd love to hear from each of you. And I guess we'll start with uh, Juliana. What's just something that surprised you about the Wharton Lauder program and community? I mean, you you obviously knew quite a bit about it when you signed up um, and agreed to matriculate and come to the program, but 
What's like something that just, you know, was maybe unexpected or really surprising? Yeah, I don't know that it's really unexpected, but I guess it was surprising to a certain degree, which is this idea of the power of the community. Before you join, everybody talks about lauder love and oh, the community, the community, and it's something that multiple people highlighted to me, but I didn't, it's one of those things that you're like, okay, yeah, sure, it's a strong community, but then once you join, <laughs> you're like, wow, okay, it, it actually, it truly is, like people take this lauder love uh, really seriously. Kim, who we've mentioned a few times now um, in, in our conversation, she goes above and beyond to make sure that even we before we've officially started uh, the program, we've already talking with alumni from around the world, from diverse industries, companies, in executive positions. So the fact that we're getting access to these individuals early on to talk to just the Lauder community, I think that's something that really surprised me, which no, going in, yes, people had mentioned the community aspect to me, but I didn't really know the level of, or I guess rather how strong it truly is. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Wendy, how about you? What's something that surprised you about the whole Wharton Lauder experience? Yeah, um, I think uh, also similarly is the people and the community. I kind of alluded to earlier is that this is really a community where it is very global. It is very international. Um, for example, the lauder class um, that I'm taking at ten fifteen, um, no one in that class is an American citizen. Wow. Um, which is very, which is very, very um, different in any environment that I have been in. And I think for a lot of students, they are. Um, coming from you know different countries, different cultures, whether it's they've worked there, they've lived there, um, and it's very international. So I think like that diversity of thought has just been incredible. I always knew that Lauder is a very diverse program, but I think really being here, being class, um, hearing what my classmates have to say, their experiences um, has just been uh, absolutely incredible. And I think it really continues to make me want to continue that international um, and global journey as I progress in, in my career. Yeah, that's an excellent point. I, I must say, I think that the entirety of Wharton benefits from the existence of Lauder. Like, I, I feel like the folks in my classes who were Lauder students always had you know, that angle to offer that was a bit more international, a bit more open um, to the rest of the world, and that makes Wharton such a strong program overall in terms of its international strengths and stuff. So um, definitely interesting to hear you guys underline that. Now, this, this next question I have is, I think, you know, a lot of the people who listen to the Clear Admit podcast are prospective candidates, right? They're beginning the process or they're, you know, they're applying to business school. And so um, we would be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about the admissions process. And so, you know, I wondered, um, I don't know, Wendy, maybe we'll stick with you for this as a starting point, but I wondered if you could tell me a little bit about like what's required. I know there's like an additional essay to write and there may be even a separate interview as well, but I'd love to just hear from you. Like what's, what did you have to do to apply to Lauder that was in addition, you know, to applying to Wharton and do you have any advice for that process? 
Yeah, I think tactically speaking, um, you're right. There is this additional um, essay that you have to write for Lauder in addition to your Wharton essays. And I believe this year um, and maybe in subsequent years, that one essay is perhaps broken down into two or three additional questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and secondly, is that language is a really big component in the Lauder program. Everyone that uh, applies and joins the Lauder um, is expected to speak uh, at least one other uh, language in addition to English. So there's the OPI test where you kind of test for that language, whether it means um, you're, for example, uh, Spanish is your second language and you want to be um, in the Latin America Spanish track, then you would test for that and see where you place. And it has to be of a certain score to be able to place into that program. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, with the global track and the Africa general track, you have to reach superior, which is equivalent to fluent um, in a second language to be able to kind of quote unquote test out of that language and be placed in one of those tracks. So there is that language component. And when it comes to Uh, the interview process, in addition to the Wharton uh, TBD and the Wharton uh, interview, you also have uh, perhaps a 30 to 45 minute Lauder interview uh, with a Lauder student or a Lauder adcom. So that's an additional process there. And when I think about tactically, like what tips I have, I think I would offer um, first is like Huli and I mentioned, there, there is going to be additional coursework and of course like we have the master's theses as well I think one question an applicant should ask him or herself is you know do I really want to take on this additional coursework is that going to be um, helpful for me in my career and my MBA journey and for a lot of people that the answer could be no and I think that's okay Mm -hmm. Um, but just recognizing that there is that additional uh, course load um, involved and I think uh, secondly in terms of application is being very tactical about um, what parts of the water program or what uh, resources the program um, can offer to help you progress in your career and how you can contribute to the community as well. So that means looking at, you know, um, Juliana mentioned like our classes and as well as the LIV. So like uh, this year we had Iceland and Alaska um, so far, but it's like, how can these specific experiences help shape um, who you are and help you in your professional career? And I think secondly is what experiences in your personal professional life can you bring um, to the Lauder community overall and as well as the track that you're applying to. So I think I, so I think to summarize is one, understanding do you want to take on that additional uh, course load? And number two is how, like what specifically can Lauder help you achieve? Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like, um, you know, there's this a ton of really good advice in terms of like understanding the mechanics of the admissions process for Lauder, um, but even some of the, like you say, the tactics of like knowing what you're getting into and how you're going to utilize what, what Lauder can give you and, and also what you're going to bring to the process as well. Um, but uh, Juliana, how about you? What, what advice do you have? Like if you, you know, meet an MBA applicant today who says, you know, I'm thinking about Lauder What's it all entail and how can I do well and ensure that I, you know, have a chance of getting in? What would you tell them? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the first thing is, and Wendy was, was saying this, is making sure that I, I would ask that person that they have a clear goal in mind because it is more work. And so there has to be a reason why you want to undertake 
this additional degree and it could be just from the community aspect of I want to be part of a smaller community within a 900 person class right the Warren class is is pretty large and so this idea of having a smaller home of um, just 80 people that could be from different parts around the world and you're just curious about that I, I think that's great right it doesn't even have to be uh, purely professional and then once that goal is solidified my advice more tactically for being a strong candidate with, within the applicant pool is take the time to really know the people and the community building those relationships for example uh, before COVID in, in December, I visited campus and got to participate in Lauder's holiday party. And so I got to meet with some of the staff, professors and students and, and thought that, that was just a great way of truly seeing if I could picture myself here. Um, and then after that, I also made sure to stay in touch with the people that I had met, asked them for advice. Some people were really extraordinary and took the time to review my resume, to review my essay. And I thought that that was, again, truly helped me because of the emphasis and the importance that Lauder truly places in community. Like if you're showing the, the, the application committee that you're taking the time to truly immerse yourself in the community and getting to know the people, that's the, the, the type of students that they want um, at Lauder. So I think that that would be my number one piece of advice. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense too. Um, I want to give you guys a kind of... Um, you know, a question that's not necessarily about Lauder, but, you know, since neither of you, um, at least to my understanding, are from Philadelphia, you know, it sounds like you, you know, Canada and Columbia, mm -hmm. so not not Philadelphia. Um, I just want to know, you know, I think a lot of candidates coming to Wharton are not from Philadelphia. In fact, you know, 99% of them. Um, and so I, but I, I think most people don't even know much about Philadelphia. And so, um, Juliana, tell me one thing that you like about Philadelphia or, or, or maybe, you, maybe you don't like it, or, you know, I just would like to know, like, what's been your impression of Philadelphia? Because I think that's a, a big question mark for people. They don't know the city that well, or they maybe have seen like Rocky or you know, <laughs> something. They don't know much much about the real life in Philly. So what do you think about Philly? I think the one thing I'll mention is the food scene. <laughs> there is a multitude of truly exquisite restaurants. I, I heard somebody say that apparently a lot of the big restaurants try, try it out in Philly first before going off to New York. And the nice thing about that is you can get some pretty delicious meals from, you know, different cuisines from around the world at prices that are more affordable than it would be in a city like New York. So I've truly enjoyed uh, exploring the food scene here in Philly. Excellent. Yeah, that's a great tidbit. I could not, I'm from Philly originally, so I could not agree more. Um, great restaurants. Wendy, what about you? What do you think of Philadelphia? Yeah, um, I actually really love Philadelphia. I think it has the combination of being a big city, but also small enough where, for example, when we're walking around um, Rittenhouse Square, walking the city, I will always run into uh, my Wharton classmates or Lauder classmates. <laughs> um, so I think it's like small enough where it builds a community, um, but still large enough where there are a lot of things, for example, uh, like like bars um, in the evenings or like uh, diverse uh, food, um, uh, a lot of like activities out there as well. So I think it's uh, like the combination of that um, allows it to be like affordable, but you can still get everything you want in a city. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I will say um, 
you know, one of the things I thought was really interesting about being at Wharton was just the idea that you could discover a new city for at least the lion's share of the class not being from there um, with your classmates. So it wasn't like a city where, um, you know, everyone already knew a bunch of people in that city and and had their own kind of maybe pre-established social network. So you're kind of, um, you know, with all of your classmates discovering this new place. And I always thought that was like a really nice thing. And because I was from there, I was able to kind of show people around a bit and stuff. But um, yeah, really appreciate you guys weighing in on that. Um, so I think we're kind of out of time, but I wanted to thank you both for, you know, all of the insights that you shared today about Wharton and Lauder. Um, I know that you're probably juggling a ton of stuff between your, um, you know, extra classes and, you know, everything that goes on um, in the MBA program too. So I really do appreciate you guys making the time to, to talk today. Um, so yeah, thanks, Wendy. Thanks, Juliana. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, thank you so much, Grant. Thank you so much for having us. So uh, everyone, that'll do it for this episode of the Clear Admit podcast. Thanks for listening. And please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen.